nose question is a dumb question. You know, if you're curious about veganism, go on ahead and ask. That's fine, you know? No, none of us knew where to start, you know, to be honest. We're learning and growing at the same time. Peace and light, y'all. You are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl where we discuss all things regarding self-development and bettering your spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody who's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now before we get started, you know I cannot move forward without thanking you all for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour and some change, and I really appreciate that. So this week's episode is interesting because of how it came about. It was part education, part inspiration. Well, that's normally how my episodes turn out, but with Linda, it was a vibe where I was like, I have to talk to her, and then sure enough, I did. So I was at the Veggie Connection out in Rancho Cucamonga, shout out to Sasha from Life and Light Wellness, as well as Latifah from the Veggie Connection. They invited me out while I was in L.A., so I, I fell through, and I wanted to see what the Veggie Connection was like on the West Coast, because I've done two events for them already on um, the East Coast here in Atlanta, and I'll be doing the fourth annual Veggie Connection in August. And I was looking around, walking around, I saw their vendors, which were awesome. The best, when I say California, hands down, has the best Mexican food ever, anywhere. Even when I was eating meat, still had the best. And now that I'm plant-based, still has the best. So I'm walking around, I'm being greedy, eating La Vegana's uh, nachos. She makes the, the most awesomest nachos on earth. So while I'm walking around, I see this week's guest, sitting at a table and I see a magazine I'm like oh interesting now I've seen vendors at different places I've seen books you know book tents at music festivals shout out to Steve Cannell of um the brand executive so I'm no stranger to seeing you know books at like certain you know functions like this but this one was solely a magazine about raising vegan children and I thought it was really interesting because I had never came across something like that I've I've heard of you know communities of people that kind of like support groups and I seen things on Instagram but I never seen something that was physically in print that was saying hey this is our get down and we're solely about raising vegan children it's like a magazine by moms for moms and it's all about raising vegan compassionate families and I thought that was cool so I talked with Linda and I said hey you know I have a podcast and I think this is dope if you ever want to talk about it let me know so she says, sure. So when we did talk, I learned a little bit more about her. I won't tell her entire story, but basically Linda's a new vegan mom, right? And she has a baby boy, about 10 months old. And she actually went vegan during her pregnancy. And she, her husband and her son, they're all vegan. And she had a passion for writing as well as being a yoga and Pilates instructor, you know, doing mommy and me classes with her son, which is adorable. But with that love of writing, she ended up linking up with raised vegan and again raised vegan is like you know by moms for moms that have a, a love or a passion to spread the word about how awesome being vegan is in terms of advocacy but their magazine is actually like a cool vegan lifestyle magazine too so it has you know vegan fashion tips if you need to you know figure out what's sustainable or what's ethical in terms of what to wear as well as you know recipes and and also pregnancy tips for mothers who want to be pregnant or are expecting and then also just parenting tips for those you know that may have children already and then they also have you know products and clothing and and other things that they sell as well on top of the magazine and another thing that I thought was special about Linda and Raised Vegan's story that was a common theme was community because Raised Vegan from what I'm understanding started as a very strong Facebook community and Linda was a part of that community still is. And to have, and this is, it just shows that when people get together and they have a common theme and a common love and a common drive and a common passion, you can really get something done. So it went from a Facebook community group to an internationally recognized in print magazine. So I just wanted to share the story of Linda and, you know, being a vegan mother and her own journey and how that journey led to 
her being able to have a career as a senior editor of a vegan magazine. So it's all about alignment and community this episode. But um, I don't want to hold you with that. I'll let Linda tell the rest of the story. So with that being said, enjoy. Peace, y'all. I'm speaking with Linda from Ray's Vegan Magazine. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. Thank you for asking. Now, for those who don't know, I met Linda at the Veggie Connection out in Rancho Cucamonga, California. I saw their booth, and I noticed that it was a whole magazine about raising children to be vegans. And I thought that was interesting, and I had never seen anything like that before. So um, while I was full off of the awesome nachos that Miss um, <laughs> Vegana has over shout out to her she has really great <laughs> vegan nachos they were amazing but I noticed I said hey I, I have to interview you guys and they were so gracious um to have Linda um, go ahead and, and interview today so for those who aren't aware of Linda who who is Linda all right so I'm Linda <laughs> and I am senior editor over at Ray's Vegan Magazine so how did you become plant-based all right so basically let's see it was 2016 I believe it was started getting you know like vegan curious Instagram all these vegan Instagrammers and everything and um, I followed a badass vegan and uh, actually met him at uh, Wanderlust in Santa Monica in 2016 and so I was already curious about it. You know, I'm a Pilates instructor, yoga instructor, and so I'm kind of already in that field of, like, healthy living and everything. And in one of my yoga trainings, um, you know, my instructor was – we were meditating, and then we spoke about nutrition afterward. And kind of like, I don't want to feed my body, like, trash, you know, which is basically – I mean, it's sad, but basically kind of what we're eating um, and so I just kind of started venturing into it, and I actually became vegan to stay maybe like for two or three months. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> and Wait, after you went, like immediately after you became vegan? Yep, like two months after. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because I actually I had a cyst, and, uh, you know, the doctor told me it might be harder to get pregnant and stuff like that. And... Um, two months from being plant-based, and I was pregnant. <laughs> so pretty crazy, but, you know, in a good way. And um, But along with, like, morning sickness and everything, I had aversions to my vegan food that I used to love. I couldn't even look at avocados, which was insane. What? And, yeah, like, my husband would be eating, and I had to put something in between because I couldn't like the avocado. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pregnancy ain't no joke. It, it is not. You know, once I went through it, I'm like, oh, my God, props to all the mamas out there. It is seriously no joke. <laughs> and it's crazy because my son now, who loves avocados, which I don't get, <laughs> but <laughs> it's the craziest thing. But so I was pregnant. I didn't want any of my vegan food. And my husband's like, well, you have to eat something. And so I was like, okay, fine. Let's just try being vegetarian. However, at the time when I first started being vegan, you know, it it was more, I guess, for like health reasons. Now it's more for the animals and everything. So when I see meat, you know, I don't, it doesn't attract me or anything like that. Um, so during my pregnancy, I did go, um, uh, you know, back to how I was eating before, and I did have some meat, um, unfortunately. But as soon as I had him, I was like, okay, as soon as I have him, I just go back. There's no excuses of those cravings or anything. So as soon as I had him, we were good to go. So, and my son is 10 months now, so I have been vegan for 10 months. <laughs> well, that's great. So how was it? Was yeah. your husband always vegan, or did you guys do that together? I, you know, it's funny because when I met him, he was a vegetarian. I was a meat eater. So that was pretty crazy. And we kind of just went vegan together without even knowing. We would attend, you know, like the festivals and stuff like that. And the food is so bomb. <laughs> we just kind of, it just kind of happened. And um, he went vegetarian while I was pregnant, but he didn't eat meat. 
so he stayed vegetarian. And then, again, as soon as I had my son, we both went vegan. So just out of curiosity, Linda, after you mm-hmm. had your son, mm-hmm. how hard was it to go strictly vegan? Because it's one thing to go sometimey, plant-based, then it's, you know, vegetarian, but you went straight from one end all the way over to veganism. So how hard was that for you? You know, I think once you make that connection with the animals, there's no way of going back. And it's, for me, I, I think it was pretty easy. I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> but, but, I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Like, when you make that connection with the animals, and I think I gained that stronger connection when I had my son because, you know, when you see the documentaries and, you know, the mommy cow and then when they take away the baby cow. And so I'm picturing, you know, I just had my son. And as soon as I had him, what if someone came and took him from me? You know, it's the same thing. So that's that's the connection I made. And so it made it easier to just not want to eat meat or any animal products. That's a very interesting um, way to put that for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, even on my own journey, I stopped eating meat because my body just got tired. I was just like, eh, this is kind of mm-hmm. whack. And then I would feel like, you know, lethargic and things like that. And then yeah. even with being pescatarian, um, I used to love this really bomb, like, raw seafood platter at the Atlanta mm-hmm. Fish Market. And it used to be super loaded. And every time me and my ex would go, we would spend mm-hmm. like $120 on food and because it was, you know, it was a big plate. Yeah. Like seafood, you know, mm-hmm. it's more expensive. And oh, yeah. one day, I just couldn't eat it. I was like, I just can't eat this anymore. He said, what? Throw this plate, $50. Get a box. I'll eat it. <laughs> so I said, okay. So he ate the $120 dinner. <laughs> and um, I just kind of was like, I need a break. And then when I went plant-based, I went Dr. Savy's way, which is like alkaline, super-duper restrictive. Like, oh, mucus wow. eliminating. So that was really hard. So after like four or five months, you know, four months, right, four months of that, it got really hard to keep up because it's mm-hmm. not convenient either. So then right. I went back vegetarian. Then I kind of straddled the fence between vegan and vegetarian. I slipped up and had some hot wings one time. And they were trash, and I felt like trash, and I was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. On top of seeing all the documentaries and hearing the animals, like, cry out in pain and sadness, it was just like, this exactly. is, I can't. So I, I see what you're saying, but I've never heard it from a motherhood aspect of, I relate to mama cow, I relate to mama goat, I relate mm-hmm. to mama salmon, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. that's wow. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool, too, like, just seeing that, and I actually had never seen um, earthlings. I mean, I heard about it, and it was like, no, like, I don't know if I can go through that to watch it, and and so I finally did. And I literally cried the whole movie. It, just from the beginning and, and just, you know, you put yourself in that position of the animals and it's just devastating. It's cruel and just unbelievable how the world is, you know. And and like I said, with having my son and being able to start basically fresh with him and raising him vegan, I think is pretty awesome. <laughs> that is yeah and and um i think the the cool thing about it too is that you know he's part of that new generation and they're our future so and there's a lot more vegan babies coming up in the world which is amazing you know let me ask you something really quickly because i want to touch on raising your son vegan in just mm-hmm. a moment but if you hadn't been pregnant with your son, do you think that you would have been vegan still? Yes. I think so. I so think this was just I, destiny I, anyway. What was that? I said it sounds like this was just destined to be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had a little obstacle, but not really an obstacle because I enjoyed my pregnancy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I I think... I did see it, but I didn't have that strong of a connection. And, I mean, you know how a lot of people, you know, with 
oh, I love animals, but then they still eat meat. And I was one of those, you know. And so when I finally saw that, then that's where it all clicked. And that's where I feel like it was just meant to be. You know, I was meant to go through that journey, and now I'm here. And if it wasn't for my son, you know, I wouldn't be with Raised Vegans. So <laughs> there's that as well. <laughs> and also, just a quick question about your pregnancy. Besides food aversions, was there any other issues you may have had being vegan while pregnant? Um, no, I, I don't believe so. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things they always tell you is about, like, your iron levels and everything. But um, I was on supplements for that, but the only thing I will say, but I think it's with every pregnancy and every every woman's pregnancy is different, but I had, um, I was really, really exhausted. I want to be in bed all day, every day. <laughs> um, but I don't think that really had anything to do with, um, you know, my diet. It's just pregnancy symptoms in general, so I think that's pretty much it. Okay, okay. So mm-hmm. now we have fast-forwarded. You have now had your son. Where, what was the plan between you and your husband to say, okay, we're vegans, our child's going to be vegan, and this is how we're going to do it? How did you guys go from literally birth to 10 months? I think, you know, the awesome thing is that my husband and I, we're on the same page, and that helps so much. And so it was kind of a no-brainer to want to raise our kid vegan, you know. Like, I've, I've spoken with other families, and I know, you know, either mom's vegan and dad's not or something like that. And it makes it difficult to, you know, make the decision on how you're going to raise your kid. And luckily, you know, we were on the same page with that. So that was pretty easy for us. Not so much for our families, but for us it was. <laughs> How did you do that with um, – how did you deal with the family pieces of it? Because I can understand, you know, having different um, needs, you know, food-wise, and you're going to family events, and they may or may not cater. Like, how did you guys – like, how do you guys deal with that? So it's it's funny because I'm actually uh, – you know, my son's going to be a year old, so I'm fine his first birthday. And I told them, you know, it's going to be 100% vegan. <laughs> and they're pretty upset. Um, but I'm like, you know, sorry, my my kid has to eat his cake. (laughs) The way I see it is, you know, no one should tell someone how to raise their kid. You know, they have their own beliefs, their own lifestyle, and that's everyone to each their own. And I know, especially coming from a Hispanic background, uh, my husband also, our, you know, our grandmas and our moms have a lot to say. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we feel really strongly on, you know, standing our beliefs. And and we don't feel as if we're forcing veganism onto our son because at the end of the day, if you think about it, when we were raised, nobody told our parents, you know, oh, you're forcing a meat diet on them because it's natural and it's socially acceptable. But because we're choosing not to, it's weird, you know, like we're still seen as, as the weird people, but, you know, I think the more, the more, you know, the, the better it gets to explain and, and hopefully for people to understand. And so the goal is to, that we try to just educate, you know, our families, because I feel like that's, that's the foundation of veganism. If you have the education and the knowledge of it, then, you know, you're able to back yourself up, <laughs> basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity here, because mm-hmm. I'm going through the same thing. And, you okay. know, coming from a black household, there's soul food, there's mac and cheese, there's collard green seasoning with either pork and turkey. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that, you know, we do as well that are not vegan at all. And yeah. <laughs> education is definitely the key because, like I, like you were saying, what they think is normal, it could it could still be the same thing in terms of being forced upon. But that's under exactly. it being under tradition and things like that. So mm-hmm. I understand with my own family, I still sometimes struggle to 
educate them as respectfully and as lovingly as I possibly can, but they're just kind of like, all right, cool, <laughs> whatever, that's you. You know, yeah. don't force, don't try. Don't try to force mm-hmm. me when I'm not ready. I said, okay, cool, you're not ready. So, like, how mm-hmm. does that work with your family in terms of educating? How are y'all doing with that? I mean, <laughs> we we get a lot of, you know, we get made fun of a lot. And they always say, you know, oh, you know, cause my, my son, um, we call him AJ, and they're like, oh, poor AJ, he's not going to know McDonald's or anything. I'm like, well, that's good. I don't, I don't want to feed my son cancer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I try to be, you know, we try to be friendly about it, just open conversation. No one's trying to argue here. But I know some people do get offended when, you know, you make a comment like that. I, not that we're not judging other people's parenting. Again, everyone parents their own way. But... Um, we have gotten into some interesting conversations. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> and, you know, we get the, if they're eating, like, uh, like some carne asada in front of us, and you're like, mm, look, don't you miss this? And it's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want no blood in my mouth. <laughs> but um, definitely, I feel the longer that we have been vegan, the the weirder it is to see our family members eat meat, I guess you can say, because uh, we were at dinner with my husband's family and we were at a Mexican restaurant and, you know, they were ordering like all their garden salad and even the beans have like lard in it or anything. So we pretty much couldn't eat anything there. And for us, it's, it's just, I guess it's kind of, you know, we, we wish they would see it. But, you know, like you said, maybe they're just not ready. Because seeing how, you know, all that stuff is bad for them and everything's going into their bodies, and especially me from a mom perspective, I see the kids eating all these things, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you know. But then again, you know, we just try and educate as best we can. (laughs) But we do have some minor little arguments, but not really. (laughs) Um, But... We try and make, also, if, if we're cooking, you know, try and make it delicious so they can see or just have them try it without telling them that it's vegan and then telling them that it's vegan. That way they're more open to trying it. Because the minute they vegan, it turns them off right away. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that, Linda, because the other day I made some vegan brownies and I made them with cacao powder, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I had... I made like a like two trays. I'm like, oh, they gonna love these. But one tray is for me, and then the rest of them can share. <laughs> so I said, Ma, try these brownies. I put pecans in them and everything. And I said, Ma, try. And I checked on her a few hours later. I said, Did you try brownies? She said, Yeah. I said, How were they? She said, Yeah, they were good. I said, Good, Mama. They're vegan. She was like, oh, Okay, well, you know, they're all right. I'm like, So now they're all right. Now they're all right. Mm-hmm. Like, give yeah. give my veganism or give my plant based ism some credit. Like, even with my little brother, I made some um, portobello hot wings. Like, I made them um, southern fried, you know, double battered and fried and hot sauce with lemon pepper sprinkles, how we do down here. Mm-hmm. That sounds good, actually. <laughs> I mean, for those who don't know, I got the recipe on my IGTV story and on YouTube, so you can learn how to make it yourself. But my little brother is like, you can tell he's 16, and you can tell he's kind of curious, mm-hmm. but he's kind of like, traditionally speaking, this is weird, you know, this is, this is weird, why would you not want to eat meat, so I told Mm -hmm. him to try it, and he said, you know, he liked it, but then he docked my recipe because it had mushrooms in it, and because I called them hot wings, I was like, come on, guy, really, like, you, you can't give me my credit, so I understand, I understand, especially when it comes to, like, Mm -hmm. differences and ideologies and what, what is, you know, what is right, I won't say what is truth, but what is right, so, right, I totally feel you a thousand percent. <laughs> Ooh, this yeah, is real. It's, it's so funny because you see their face too. You know, the minute you say it's vegan or something, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I thought it tasted a little weird," and right. you're like, "You didn't even know." <laughs> it's like I, next time I'm not telling anybody at all. Yeah, I'm just exactly. like I'm done. I'm not spilling the beans. Like my grandmother. My grandmother's cool. My grandma, you know how grandmamas are. They'll tell you the truth, and they don't care. So yep. <laughs> I was like, I I did, again, another southern recipe. It was smothered um, smothered oyster mushrooms, and I cut in, like, chicken pieces so she really couldn't tell 
the difference. I mean, she don't, she doesn't like meat like that anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was to the point where, like, after the, the second place, she said, give me some more chicken. I said, Grammy, it's not chicken, it's mushroom. She said, oh, whatever it is, give me more of it. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, cool. I, I will take the small W. Now, Granny, she definitely came to my mother's house and ate some baked chicken on Sunday. But if I can get her to have a vegan meal or a plant-based meal, I'm fine with that. So, right. Yeah, I feel like just having it more available, I guess you can say, like, you know, restaurants are a lot more vegan-friendly now or they'll have, you know, like, the Beyond Meat Burger, Impossible Burger, and stuff like that. And I feel like just having it on the menu, knowing that you have the option rather than having just meat on there makes a difference. Yeah. Because, yeah, like we were we went to Disneyland a few weeks ago, and uh, um, we went to one of the, the food places there, and they had a jackfruit barbecue burger. Oh, my goodness. And I, really? Yeah, I was like, that is awesome. Like, I, I'm shocked, actually. <laughs> like, I'm glad that it's becoming more available and it's being seen as more, you know, I guess you can say, I don't, I don't really like using the word normal, but more, I guess, I don't know, socially acceptable or, or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, just the fact that it's on there, you know, it's, we're making a difference. Whether it's just one vegan at a time, it's making a difference, you know. And and in time, it's going to be even more. And especially right now with the kids and, you know, our generation right now, you know, and we're having kids and those kids, we're raising them vegan. And that's where it starts, you know. So it's, I think it's pretty awesome. Well, that's cool. And just, just out of curiosity, how much mm-hmm. is that jackfruit? sandwich cost at Disneyland? Ooh, good question. I, I believe it was about the same price as the burger there, actually. It was um, like the Grizzly Bear place or something right next to store in California, in California Adventure. Um, but it, I don't know what it cost there, maybe like $9 or something like that. Um, and they also have at Disneyland um, – Gaia cheese for your pizza at the pizza port. So you just have to ask the chef for, you know, the Gaia cheese because they have it under uh, their allergy menu. So I think, yeah, so I think it's cool because at the same time you can see it. I mean, unfortunately, it might have to go down as an allergy right now. But at the same time, knowing that the options are available, even when you're out like that with your family, that means that we're making progress, you know? So I think that's awesome. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. And the price point isn't bad either because I know sometimes in a lot of establishments, it's almost like they tax you like a vegan tax. Mm-hmm. And I understand because sometimes things aren't as cheap to get, like a chicken, a case of chicken. So it might cost right. more to bring a vegan option in there. But to the customer, because mm-hmm. I have restaurant experience, I already know, like, you know, food costs and things like that. But mm-hmm. for the average person who may not, they're just like, well, damn, you're going to charge me more because I'm vegan. That's not fair. So that's yeah. actually good that they give customers a, a same or similar price point. I think that's really mm-hmm. that's really great at Disney, to be honest. I wish more yeah. corporations thought more like them. Yeah, I think. And, and you know, there's also they have um, at another place there's like tofu and stuff. Or um, there's a, a cauliflower burger or sandwich in Disneyland also by Fantasyland. It's, it's crazy. I follow um, Vegan at Disneyland. And so <laughs> they have, I'm like, I need to go prepared. I need to know where I can eat. But um, yeah, so they have a lot more options available. So it makes it easier and it also brings more awareness, you know, to non-vegans and more more open to trying it as well. Exactly. Um, I went to a doctor's game on Sunday and I know that mm-hmm. they had a Dodger dog now that was that was I think a veggie dog mm-hmm. I don't know if it was vegan 100% and to be honest like when mm-hmm. I tasted it I felt it, it tasted too much like a hot dog I was really conflicted uh, I was like right. are you guys sure you gave me a veggie dog and they were like yeah and I asked my friends to taste this like I was making them like nibble off of my hot dogs I'm like this doesn't am I sure <laughs> so 
sometimes they they might get it right, but they might get it too right. Right? <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's a little scary. Like, have you seen those memes where you're like, if if you ask someone if it's vegan, they say, sure, it is, or it is, and then you're, like, peeking through trying to make sure that it is? Right, right. That <laughs> like was you, just, you just never know, yeah. <laughs> that was exactly me. I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, um. What was I'm sorry, I feel like I just got completely off topic about your son. Oh, so what is what do you feed your son in terms of like he has an infant and then we try to get him on a solid food? Like how do you guys make that like something that was, you know, vegan? Um, well the thing I think the best thing also is well from what the the magazine started from was a the Facebook group. So there's a Facebook group called Vegan Pregnancy and Parenting. And so when I first became vegan, a friend of mine that was already vegan added me onto the group. And so that's where I started getting more information. And a lot of moms just post on there, like, oh, what, you know, what's some good foods you can start with or stuff like that. And everybody hops on or they put links up and stuff like that. So I think that's the beauty of the community and mm-hmm. the Facebook group and thankful for that. <laughs> And um, I follow, like, all these vegan mommies on Instagram as well, so it made it a little bit easier. So he basically eats, we do, um, right now I switch off with oatmeal or pancakes in the morning. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) luckily he eats, like, uh, solids now, so it makes it easier. But before it was mostly just, you know, like, mashed fruits or veggies. Um, and so right now, more solids in the pancakes that I do have um, bananas, oats, dates, spinach, blueberries, almond milk, and baking powder. And he loves them. So <laughs> I'm like, it's healthy, but it's also a pancake. But then he also gets his fat when I make it. <laughs> um, or he'll eat like some guac, um, some rice and beans. And then they have um, what's what's the brand that I like using? Uh, Happy Family. They have a lot of uh, vegan friendly snacks, like granola bars and stuff like that. That whole munch on. Um, and he loves loves green juices and berry smoothies. Oh, so, that is yeah. adorable. <laughs> I know. I like. I see his little green mustache, and he loves them, which I think is amazing. You know, like people are like, "Oh, they don't like veggies," and I'm like, you know, I strongly believe that it depends what you feed them. You know, because that's how their, uh, you know, palate develops. So, what we eat is what he eats. You know, and and I like incorporating smoothies and stuff like that because it gives you all your fruits and veggies and everything. And so he knows now when I bring out that blue mason jar, he's going to get some smoothie. <laughs> and Aww. he won't want it. Yeah, he won't want it from his sippy cup. He wants the blue mason jar. <laughs> and he'll look up at the blender as I'm blending it, and then he'll just, like, wait for it. So I think it's awesome, like, being able to give him, you know, the whole, whole foods rather than those concentrated juices, you know. So, but at the same time, I'm kind of <laughs> not regretting it, but he has a ton, a ton of energy. And I always have to remind myself, I'm like, oh, that's great. You're, you're a uh, full plant-based. <laughs> he gets all his fruits and veggies. No wonder you have all that energy. <laughs> so at the same time, you know, he's, I, I feel, you know, not to toot my own horn, but he's a pretty healthy baby. <laughs> I think that's a really cool story because usually when you see little children or toddlers or babies, they get excited mm-hmm. about, you know, fruit snacks or, um, or you know, chicken. You know, like cause I'm thinking about, like, when I was younger and then even watching some of my younger cousins and even my friend's children, you know, they – they do get used to what their parents feed them, and it really is mm-hmm. on the parent at the end of the day. So it's really cool to have him already know, hey, this is something I like that makes me feel good. I'm going to sit and wait for this. Like, I can just imagine a little boy just standing there while his mom, like, <laughs> blends up all of this stuff, 
And then once the blue mason jar hit, there's like an excitement, like, yes, it's here, it's here. Yeah. So I just think that's adorable. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I know. I love it. It's, um, it, yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> it's like not just because he's my son, but he's so cute. <laughs> but it's also funny because yesterday we actually went to his cousin's uh, birthday party at Cookie Cheese, right? And, and I see all these kids, you know, kids are just naturally on, you know, like, hyper and just energetic and then you're feeding them you know like soda and all these things that's just not going to help that (laughs) if anything make it worse and it's just you know it's it's sad to me how that's normal you know and but at the same time you know sometimes people don't know you know they're they're not you know educated on certain certain things but but which is why, you know, the, the beauty of the magazine that we have is making it more aware, you know, and and just having the place where you can go to get information, whether you're vegan or not, you know. Like maybe you just want to create more plant-based options for your kids and stuff like that, just more healthy versus stuff. So I think that that's what's great about having the magazine now, you know. I'm so glad you brought Ray's Vegan up because I was just about to ask you, how did you get involved with the magazine? (laughs) So I had just had my son. I had him in September last year. And like I mentioned before, I was already in the Facebook group, the Facebook group Vegan Pregnancy and Parenting, which is that's where the magazine sprouted from. So the founders, uh, Janet Kearney and Emily Wood, they're the mommies behind uh, our beautiful and amazing magazine. And so Janet started the uh, Facebook group, and now we have about, like, 42,000 moms on there or so. Oh, wow, that is crazy. Big. Yes, it's, it's incredible. It's all vegan moms, and it's international, so it's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> but um, so I saw them post, you know, after I had my son, I was on my phone, and and I saw them post the needed writers, and I'm like, oh, Perfect. I can do this. I'm I'm at home right now with my son. I have an English degree. I'm like, yes, I'm all on this. <laughs> and I was fortunate enough to to have them say yes. And I went on just as a as a guest writer and stuff like that. So I would only maybe contribute about an article a month or so. And and then they approached me. You know, like, hey, do you think you want to write some more? And I'm like, yes, totally in this. <laughs> like. I, I saw the vision that Emily and Janet created and, and seeing this movement and being able to be a part of this movement, including, you know, with just having my son and, and seeing the future generation is what I wanted to be a part of. And so luckily with, with working with them, I was able to, you know, contribute more and, and have make more time for it because I see this just getting so much bigger and I just I I don't know I just I know it's going to be so good (laughs) like we're still in the starting in the starting area but you know just bringing more awareness to to parents everywhere and the fact that it's international is pretty amazing well congratulations that's that's a big deal I don't think people understand how much of a splash it's not even like it's almost as if a whale did a cannonball in the middle of an ocean like that's how much <laughs> no for real like that's how much the impact of plant-based living and veganism and vegetarianism whatever it is either way cutting back meat is it's really moving fast it's it's it a point where a lot of people are reconsidering their own lives as well as their children's lives and i know for a lot of parents that i talk to and i can't give any kind of advice because i'm not a parent <laughs> but they they sit there, they say, well, you know, I want to transition my family, but my kids are too young. I don't know if they're going to get everything they need. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure what resources to use. So I think that Raised Vegan sounds like a great place for parents to, to find some of those questions or answers to their questions. Yeah, exactly, which is why, you know, when, when I saw that, I'm like, yes, like, heck yes, I'm going to get on board with this. Like just being – able to have that platform to reach the masses and, and help other mommies that, you know, don't know where to start or, you know, like you, you mentioned, they're afraid of, you know, if they're going to reach certain nutrition, you know, things, then that's where the magazine can 
participants because we have we even have a registered dietitian on there. You can join that Facebook group, you know, if you don't know what to feed your kids. And the thing is, you know, no question is a dumb question. You know, if you're curious about veganism, go on ahead and ask. That's fine, you know. No, none of us knew where to start, you know, to be honest. We're learning and growing at the same time. And so we have recipes. We have, you know, even vegan fashion, which is crazy. But um, for the makeup and kid-friendly, you know, foods or also like baby led weaning and formulas where to get things or debunking soy myths, all, all of this really good stuff in the magazine as well as on our website. So I feel like having that place to go to is what makes a huge difference, like knowing where to go to get your information. And it's solid information too. Like we have vegan doctors and like I said, they're registered dietitians. And all these vegan mommies that have been vegan for a while and raising their kids vegan, you know? Yeah. Um, I met a few vegan mothers from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And um, between the, the two of them, they had about 35 years of veganism between them. And one of them actually raised her child vegan from birth. And this is like, I think she's, what, 30 now? So this is before it was wow. cool at all. So when you said that, I just I don't know why I just started thinking about them, but when you mentioned um, there's forty two thousand moms, forty two thousand moms, excuse me. There's an international um, market now that you guys are reaching out to. There's multiple Facebook groups, and there's women and and other people that can be of resources that are all vegan and they can all relate. And the common thing I'm seeing here is community. Yes, and I think that exactly. is so dope when it comes to your own mission as a mom and as a wife and as an individual doing what you need to do in terms of being the best vegan, you, you'll be the best vegan you can be, being the best wife, best vegan mom. And then you have a community of other women that are on the same mission as you doing the same thing. And this magazine exactly. seems to have manifested out of that. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, and going back to what we were talking about on, on how what if your family is not supportive of your veganism, you know, you have that support of our vegan family there, you know, like the magazine, you, you have that community, you have somewhere that sees what you see and understands what you're going through and, and have been through, you know, certain situations and stuff like that. And, and that's where you connect and, and build even relationships off of that. And, being able to have that, you know, platform through the, through the, uh, like, Facebook group internationally. So you could be talking to a mama in, like, Europe that's vegan over there and that has been vegan longer or something like that, you know. And, and just get advice from one another is truly just amazing. So what are the plans for Raise Vegan? in the future that you are at least allowed to share with us about. It sounds like it's going to, it's already <laughs> up and, and moving pretty quickly at this point. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty stoked and pretty super excited about our upcoming covers that we have coming up. But, um, you know, right now, just trying to, to get it out there some more and get our name out there and have people, you know, know that there's a place you can go to even as a new parent, or even if you're not a parent and you're just interested about veganism to go into, you know, look up recipes and stuff. But trying to get into stores, I think, is, is one of the goals. Because um, currently we, like I said, are international, so we, we do have a printed copy and a digital copy. So you can download the app as well. It's on there for Raise Vegan. And um, so as of right now, we just have it... Uh, to get it delivered to your house personally. Uh, but I honestly, I, I see it as a brand as well. You know, I, I feel like we can create something even more than, than what it is right now. And I think that's the beauty of it, that we, we can see where it's going and where it's growing, especially with the support of the vegan community. <clears throat> and... So I think, 
excuse me. <laughs> I think the biggest goal is to get it in stores and just get the information out there because the goal is to help, you know, and support other families. Well, it sounds like you guys are going to go really, really far, and I'm happy to be able to share um, not only your journey, but also share Race Vegan with, with the people here who listen to Spiritual Homegirl. So I'm really excited to see where you guys go um, in the future with that. Now, how, did you, how do you find the app? Is it on the app store for both iOS and um, Droid? Or? Yes. Yeah, so it's just under uh, Raise Vegan. So R-A-I-S-E and then Vegan. <laughs> okay. And what's the mm-hmm. website? Is there a website for it or is it just an app only? Uh, no, it's also our website, and we also have blog posts on there, and we also have a store with uh, vegan kid shirts, so there's, like, vegan onesies of, like, herbivore and stuff like that, so I think it's pretty <laughs> cute, and even, like, eco-friendly toys or uh, vegan-friendly uh, creams for pregnant mamas and stuff like that, so that would be under raisedvegan.store. And then for your blog posts and stuff, raisedvegan.com. And then Instagram, raise, at raisedvegan. So all of that will lead you right to where you want to go. <laughs> so raised vegan is for raising families or just raising yourself? Either way is there. Either way, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, so I'm... I'm always on Instagram or like DM me. That's totally fine uh, at the plant-based mommy. And then for business inquiries or anything regarding the magazine, uh, Linda L Y N D A at raisedvegan.com. That is amazing. Okay. So yep. is there anything <laughs> else that you want us to know about Linda or about your journey through motherhood, being married or about being an editor at Raise Vegan? Um, I would say, you know, if you want to say something, you want to contribute to the magazine, we are always looking for guest writers, so go ahead and email us, inquiries at raisedvegan.com or lita at raisedvegan.com. Any of those will be more than happy to answer any questions or anything like that. So just go ahead and, you know, connect with us. Like we said before, we're a community we're more than happy to help you guys out. All right. You heard it here. Linda of Ray's Vegan Magazine. And that was this week's episode with Linda from Ray's Vegan Magazine. If you were trying to find the links that she mentioned, like her Facebook group, uh, the Facebook group she's a part of, Ray's Vegan Magazine itself, or her Instagram, don't worry. I got you covered. We put the show notes um, in the links together. So all you got to do is go back to the um, Apple Podcast page or Google Play Music page or your SoundCloud page and you'll find all the links so you don't get lost. Easy peasy, right? And you can find me at spiritualhomegirl.com, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at spiritualhomegirl. And normally this is the part of the episode where I mention, oh, I'm so excited about what's going on. Well, we can talk about some of that today because some of my eggs that I've been sitting on and incubating have finally hatched. My Grammy taught me you don't count your chickens before they hatch because you're busy manifesting the hatching. So, some of the hatching has manifested, so I want to talk about it. First things first, one of my favorite magazines is Mantra Wellness Magazine, and I've always loved the approach that they have with their readership in terms of accepting and taking ownership and responsibility of your life, power, happiness, um, the whole nine. And I love that they give it in an approach that is very just cool it's not super pretentious it's not guru-ish it's not um belittling I'm not a fan of that anyway oh my gosh if you belittle me I'll never listen to anything you gotta say only because if you can't respect your audience and you talk to them and you degrade them do you think they're gonna respect you back no I'm a big person about you know reciprocal energy when it comes to that so um with mantra I've always I've always like buying their I would go to the Whole Foods and I would get their magazine and it's like a, a bi-monthly magazine so I would be really really happy about um let me think July August September it might be quarterly my math is off right now either way it don't come out every month so they have basically two issues in one so I'd be super excited so I would read and read and read and read and I would hold on to it until the next issue came out I literally hold on to it for months 
and then I still do this. And once the new issue comes out, then I cut up the old one and I put it on like vision boards or like, you know, things like that, like manifestation boards, the whole nine. So with mantra, <laughs> I remember saying, man, I would love to be in this magazine one day. Right. So an opportunity came out in February and I was really honored to be chosen for this issue which is in the women of wisdom series on page 52 you will find your girl at the top of the page we are published i'm so happy <laughs> i said on that for months y'all if it's one thing your girl can do is hold some water you hear me i kept that quiet i didn't say nothing publicly nothing on air nothing in the newsletter nothing so i'm really happy to be able to share that finally with y'all i am on page 52 of this um, current issue of Mantra Wellness Magazine. And thank you to Piper and her team for um, allowing me to be on their, on, in their pages. Like, it's dope. It's so cool when you know your work that you do. You don't do it for recognition or you don't do it to get on. Well, some of us don't. You don't do it to get um, recognition like that in any way, shape, or form or exposure. But when you get it, you know that's one more life or one more soul or one more person that you can you can reach. And that's really, really dope. That's what it's all about. It's about reaching people one day at a time, one episode at a time, one event at a time. And I'm really happy to be able to, again, be featured. It's really dope. It's an honor, actually. It's an honor. It's, it's like, for real. It's, it's really dope. It's right up under there with interviewing Dick Gregory, for sure. It's, it's, it definitely is, is, is dope. So thank you again. I'm really, really humble, and I'm really, really grateful for that um so that's one thing that was going on another thing going on is the tribe letter is out y'all all this talk i did about this newsletter and i finally sent it out on tuesday now i noticed i did this on a day where an episode was not current so what i will do is i will send it again on friday and you have until 11 a.m pacific daylight time 2 p.m eastern daylight time to sign up because I don't want you guys to miss out and have to wait until another Friday. In my newsletter, we have vegan recipes that y'all been asking me about. I have video tutorials for you guys. Um, if you guys have followed my YouTube, I've been posting them there as well. But in the newsletter, everything is in one compact place. We are talking real stuff on the journey. Tips, tricks, things I've realized. Things that have inspired me based on what you guys have told me in terms of, you know, things that we should bring our awareness to and attention to, to be the best us that we can be, as well as some other things. I have my favorites um, that I like to talk about, favorite things and that I use for balancing and centering on the journey. So it's really a homegirl letter, literally a weekly dose of inspiration. That's what I put in my taglines. Here's your weekly dose of inspiration. It's as if your homegirl sent you some cool stuff <laughs> to help you out on the journey of this thing we call life. So I'm really excited about that. So I'll be saying that again on Friday. I'm going to try to keep them to one, no more than two per week. I, I really doubt I'll do two unless absolutely necessary. But I'm um really excited about that. And what's the third thing? Oh, so newsletter subscribers get first dibs and they also get a sneak peek at whatever I have going on, whether it is a pop-up shop, whether it's free, uh, free things, free events, whether online or in person, my newsletter will be the first ones to get it. I know some of you that follow me on Instagram are like, ill, why? And it's because, like I said, I have a love-hate relationship when it comes to social media because I don't like middlemen in my stuff. I don't like having an algorithm or having um, an app tell me what they're going to show people that I want to reach out to. I don't think that's cool. And I also don't want to feel like I have to pay in order to do that. And even then, if it happens, you still don't really reach the people that you want to reach, which is the people that you follow or follow you. So I felt like with this newsletter, I wanted to take a more holistic, intimate approach and really be able to directly build with my folks. And if you consider yourself one of my folks, just sign up for the newsletter because you may not see everything on Instagram. I know I don't. There was a um, TV appearance that I wanted to see uh, this woman I, I respect and respect her craft and respect her hustle. I wanted to really support her and see her on TV. I didn't see the time slot for when she would be on TV until four hours afterwards. 
I said, damn, if I'm missing out on stuff like this, I bet everybody else is missing out on their fave stuff too. Whether I'm your fave or not, just saying. I was like, oh no. So we don't have a chronological way to catch up on stuff. And sometimes I don't see things until days after the fact. So I didn't want you guys to feel that way. So I felt like I said again, just do the newsletter. Reach out to you guys directly in real time. You won't miss anything unless you don't open the email. So again, you can feel free to sign up at spiritualhomegirl.com or you can click the link in my bio and you can sign up that way on Instagram. It's like, I think the second to last one. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube too so you don't miss my video tutorials. I'm going to do those once a week. All things plant-based, baby. You asked for it, so I'm going to do it. Um, so, yeah. And it's what's on my heart right now. Gratitude. I am grateful for those who consistently support me, whether it is through a like, whether it's through kind words, whether it's through a retweet, whether it's through um, purchasing something, purchasing a ticket to an event or a shirt or an aromatherapy inhaler or, or something like that, anything anything a card reading a birth chart analysis anything that you've ever done to support me not only as spiritual hunger but maria i really 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 from the bottom deepest parts of my soul i really really thank you i really am grateful when i first started this podcast it was almost two years ago we in all these little retrogrades right now for all these planets and mercury is not too far behind and I started my podcast during a Mercury retrograde. Did not know what I was doing. Horrible editing. My website was up. I didn't know how to work it. I didn't I didn't know what, what to do. I didn't because the plan was to never show my face. And I'm sure some of you guys that know the story. But for those who don't, I plan on being an anonymous mic. You were never supposed to know what I look like. Let alone, you were never supposed to have me speak to you in person or remotely or on Instagram. So to be able to do all this. Is so amazing. And I always say it, if I could reach just one person, my goal is met. And I don't really get caught up in numbers even even now. I know some of us in society likes to put emphasis on numbers like my followers. I get it, but I don't. It doesn't, It, it I mean, you can have 10,000 followers, which I do. But it don't mean shit if you ain't reaching them. It doesn't. I don't get inflated like that. I don't, I'm not proud of having that many followers. I'm more proud of who have I been able to reach and really impact off of this today. That's my goal. And that's what I'm going to always continue to chase or pursue or put whatever effort I have into doing. So um, gratitude and not getting caught up in numbers and getting caught up in hype. Like, even with my mantra feature, I am really, really grateful. I am so grateful. Like I told you, it's up there. It's up there with, like I said, interviewing Dick Gregory. It is right up there, right up under there. But that doesn't mean the work stops. And it doesn't mean that the ego takes over. And it doesn't mean that the pedestal begins to rise. It means that there's more work to be done and more people to reach. And I'm really happy to have a magazine that supports what I do and what these other awesome women do to support them and put and give them a voice as well in their pages. That's what that means. The work don't stop. It just, it's just a great sign to keep going. And also, and I said it before, consistent support is so, so necessary. It is. I would elaborate on that, but I think that's something that you guys can marinate on. What is support to you? And most times I'm a, I dictate things from my own personal lens, not so you can do it, but so I could maybe spark the seed of a dialogue between other people or maybe spark the flame within yourself to figure it out. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but I would like to at least close with what does support mean to you? What do you base your tribe off of? What are the standards that you or the qualifications or the membership? Or the membership standards, I guess, to for your tribe to be your tribe. What do you hold them to? What kind of people are they? And then also. Do you give gratitude to your folks? 
And do your folks get gratitude to you? Do you support your folks as much as your folks support you? So that's just some things I want to leave you with. Just some questions to ponder. And also, did you make peace with the day? <laughs> make peace with the day is slowly growing, and I'm really excited about that too. You can find it on Instagram, make peace with the day. The website's coming soon. Why? Because I bought the domain. So um, I'm really excited to do more things underneath that banner. And um, like I said, you'll definitely know what's going on. Newsletter subscribers will know first because that's the tribe, you feel me? But like I said, that's some some news is coming on that once we get everything um, situated and get some of the kinks worked out. So, again, stay tuned on that. But with that being said, I want to hold you guys. Uh, my name is Maria. This is another episode of The Spiritual Hunger. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and give gratitude. And continue to do the work. Peace. Peace.